Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! And welcome to the Retrograde, the video game podcast, where this week we explore the spooky world of Holston. Oh, I should have said Retrograde. My name is Andrew Spooky Bascom, and with me, as always, is the Bat Boy of uh, podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. My keys to the the horse, Aaron. No, no, because there's nothing scarier than like an Undertaker, like, oh no. My keys. There's a body in there. <laughs> he was going to scare you so good. And he's just like tapping in the window. Just like, I know. I forgot the keys. Uh, Andrew. <laughs> yes. We made it. We uh, No, we didn't. We're, we've arrived at, at Retrograve. At the, our legitimately, I love October. Like, I love October. I love fall. Yeah. I love Halloween. Okay. I hate. I hate. I hate record. I And I mean this. Yes. We joke about this a lot on the podcast. Yes. From the bottom of my heart. Yes. I hate recording the games for this month of the podcast. I, I all day, I dread going t- to record this yes. podcast. I go, oh God, this is going to suck so bad. We used to have fun theme months. Yes. We did a Simpsons theme month. Yes. And this is the theme that is our, everyone's favorite. I like, I get it. I know why we do it. You guys love it. We hate doing it because it just scares the hell out of us. We're not good with being spooked. You no. said all, I, all day I dream and it got me thinking all day I dread oh. about spooks. But spooks, <laughs> nice. Some of daddy does stuff there, right there. Yes, very good. Uh, yeah. So we're in the we're in the, this is the first week of retrograde. Everybody, welcome to October, where we do play, talk about, and many other things. Scary. That is the theme. We do scary, and uh, I noticed the release of a demo of a game that I've been very interested in, captivated by. Mm-hmm. You may even say this game Holston that is coming out possibly this year, although it's probably looking not like this year at this point. But they released a demo on August thirty yes. first. It's the second demo. Uh, that that they uh, that that has been released around this game. If you if you don't know what the game Holston is, the demo, as I mentioned, is available for free on Steam. Uh, parts one and two are available on uh, on Steam right now. You can play them both by downloading the single demo. The key element of Holston that really attracted people to it, it's kind of a pixel art nod to the retro survival horror genre. Right. Uh, isometric perspective, kind of like uh, Resident Evil, but but more pixel arty than, than 3D. Although combat encounters, when you aim down the sights of a gun, get to the third person over the shoulder a la Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 4 mm. perspective. So it's a really unique thing. The first time I saw it demoed, I was I was amazed by it. Right. Uh, it must mean that the environments are being rendered the same way as like a fully 3D environment, but they're just choosing to show you only so much. You can change the perspective all around a character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and this, this has kind of made waves across the industry. And when I saw that the demo came out, I was like, we got to do this on the podcast. And... October's coming up. We did. We did. We did it already. We have played this game. We played this game for well over an hour. So please go to our, over to our YouTube uh, so that you can watch us play this game. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about it a little bit because we have thoughts. We're going to talk about it. We played through the entirety of the of part two of the demo, uh, which has a little bit of exploration, a little bit of the the uh, uh, the look and feel of the mm-hmm. game, and a, a heavier emphasis on combat than the first demo does. Uh, we played the demo for a full, I think it was like an hour 10 or something yeah. like that. Uh, so this would be a big recommendation if you only typically listen to the podcast. Not that it's one-to-one a companion piece. Yeah, uh, 
essential. Uh, but or yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're going to explain explain it, uh, break it down. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend at least checking out some of it just to get a sense if you haven't seen what the game looks like of what that is. Uh, obviously, YouTube.com slash the retrograde podcast is, is how you're going to find us there. Absolutely. So, you know, we played Halston. We'll talk about that in a bit, but it's retrograde. It is like we're talking about. We love everything about October. Uh-huh. It's really fun. You get to dress up in costumes. Yes. You get to receive. Do you and- know what you're going as for Halloween yet? Uh, Working, probably. I don't know. We'll see. You're not dressing up? Uh, No. Can I tell you a story? So I work in, I, I'm going to keep this as vague as possible so no one <laughs> like doxes me. Uh, I work in hospitality. Uh-huh. And so there are, there are restaurant bars that we work at. And, uh, and I was helping manage kind of a large party at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I dressed up as a skeleton. And I had all this face paint on. Oh. And I was a skeleton. It's <laughs> something... And something not bad happened where something, but something serious in nature happened that a I murder to, that I need to. Yeah. Well, it was Halloween. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> a, a, a crow cod, a midnight struck and somebody st- went dead. Of course. And then everyone said, lock the door. Some with the killers in this room. Ooh, uh, haunting in Venice style. I yeah. Like <laughs> your favorite, most anticipated <laughs> movie of the, of the fall. Um, and I had to speak to this person about something serious. And I was dressed <laughs> Like an idiot. And I said, to, I real, I looked at this uh, crying person. I looked her dead in the eyes and went, I understand how ridiculous I look right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went, maybe just uh, wear fairy wings or a, 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 a Dracula teeth. Something that you can pull out. Yeah, in something the event, very like, yeah. he's clearly half-assing a costume yes. here. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're not going to go to any Halloween parties prior to? Uh, Halloween parties. If you had to dress up as something, humor me, what would it be? I would dress up as... Uh, oh, that's a good question. You know, the thing is, I'm a bald man, right? Uh-huh. So I'm not going to probably wear a wig. So I need to choose bald characters. Well, you're not going to wear a wig. I don't know. I'm not going to buy a wig for this. Why not? This feels like, you know, like everyone's like, you shouldn't drink a water bottle. And you're like, yeah, but I'm going to buy a complete outfit that I'm not going to wear, wear once and then maybe deposit out. Well, yes, that's mm. true. However, the environment takes breaks for Halloween costumes. It does. It likes it Halloween does. just as much as anybody. If you never, if no one in the world ever bought plastic water bottles, we could all get a Halloween costume. That should be the deal we make with the yes. public. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. everyone knocks it up with the water bottles, we can have Halloween still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If somebody cracks one. Oh, Halloween's off this oh, year. Come on. Craig. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I could go as Walter White pretty easy if I shave. True. Uh, just put on some glasses. Maybe a yellow hazmat suit. That would work. Or just underwear. I just wear underwear and a t-shirt. See, that's a good one. See, that's great. I like that one. You've got to be a little self-effacing. What do what, what are you what are you going to be? Uh, I'm going as uh, I've I've done this before, so don't laugh. But okay. the people I'm going to be seeing have not seen this costume before. Oh. It's my Freddie Mercury a la uh, Live Aid. Very good. Yeah. So like the little tank top and armband. The little tank top, the armband, the jeans, jeans, half uh, mic, the shoes, half mic indeed. Yeah. Full Mikey, half full mic. Mikey, half mic. That's good. Full Monty, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm saving the environment because I've I've recycled this. Those sound like things you all have already too. Yeah, studded leather belt. Um, you don't you don't own a leather belt? Studded leather belt. Um. You didn't go through a period in like the when your early teens? No. But checkered I, vans and I, it was the easy I knew all I had to do was walk three steps into a value village and I would find it or a salvation. I don't do they have value village yep. in the States? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we and you found ourselves. one? Oh yeah, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> of course I did. Uh so so as we mentioned, uh, as, as we're kind of uh uh making our way along here, we'll get to the Holston talk in just a little bit. I do want to talk a little bit about video games. I have I have a couple things off the top, and then we can talk just some scary stuff. Ooh, okay. Ooh, scary. Some things that I gotta get off my yeah. chest. Okay. Some killed a guy. <laughs> killed a killed guy. guy. This dude dressed as a skeleton gave reprimanded me. It was the most <laughs> awkward day of my life. Um uh some some 
some changes of fate, I think, in the mm. gaming industry that we should uh, 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 acknowledge right now. CD Projekt Red mm-hmm. were the golden boys and girls of the video game industry Absolutely. for a very long time. The, uh, Witcher, the Witcher, the rest. <laughs> everyone, Witcher, every, and, everyone loves The Witcher. And there was a series of Witchers. Yes. And there was ex- uh, expanded packs and all this kind of stuff that people really loved. Yes. Uh, uh, and then Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk comes out yes. and they botched the launch. And slowly but surely... Um, you know, botch the launch and then they kind of make good by refunding people's games outright, giving away DLC for free, continuing to work on it, not abandoning the people who bought it. And sure, it took a long time. Yeah. But we just had the launch of the Phantom Liberty DLC mm-hmm. and people are going apeshit over it. Almost as vocal about how good it is than they were vocal about how bad the launch of Cyberpunk was. Uh, and I'm just so happy to see it mm-hmm. because I'm sure after slaving away for years and years of their lives the uh wonderful team over at cg cd project red did not want to ruin everyone's day by releasing a broken game it's great to see that they stuck with it that they've now redeemed themselves uh and that there's a game out there that is apparently one of the great rpgs of our time and people are sitting out there and loving it how, how do you feel about it because i see you know it's funny i i i'm really glad to hear that but i feel like there might be a part of it where it's like now people can go play Mm. cyberpunk mm-hmm. as the way that they probably intended like it's actually kind of good now it's like you know without bugs yes. or you know or less yeah. bugs and now you can take a new expansion people are like oh this is great because i always remember when it first came out two years ago uh yeah 2020 so, I wow think. jesus yeah. um two, and they wrote years a, ago they wrote a letter of saying like hey guys the game is out yes we're sorry <laughs> uh, uh, like and they were i think it was actually genuinely pr- pretty good like self-effacing and going like i it is what yeah, it is. Yeah. You, we had to follow this date. It is out. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. Please buy it. Yeah. And you're like, like you're saying, I think they went about doing good things to try and mend fences and yes. everything like that. Now with this being out, it's like, this is the best version of the game you're going to yes. get. And people like it. So it almost proves something right in the long run. I don't, I don't know. It's, you know, I, I think, I think one of the things that I've heard you say before when it comes to, especially when we're talking about Starfield, is sure. like, does this just give people an excuse to release an unfinished product and then deal with it later? And maybe a little bit, sure, but the because we've seen it happen before. Uh, Fallout 76 is a game that is apparently very good now, but when it came out at launch, wasn't. No Man's Sky is the game that everyone looks at Starfield and they're yes. like, it's it's okay, but it's no No Man's Sky. Dude, when No Man's Sky came out, people were shitting all over All it. over it. So this perpetual improvement of games is great, but I do think that there's a limit to which games can see that sort of benefit and and like can you afford to have a team tinker around with a game post launch if the launch fails i don't know you kind of have to have some backing leading into it or or sell enough yeah uh uh trick enough people into buying it at right? launch uh, uh yeah it's it feels like a pyramid scheme in a certain yes. way yeah you're like i uh or more like a ponzi scheme i guess because it's like i'm out of money so i need all your money to fix the product sure. that you've already bought but we're not telling you that yet no <laughs> yeah it's an issue it's like of a mid mid kickstarter it's yes. like yeah yeah. yeah 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 it's a it's an issue of schedule and budget you know what i yeah. mean like the budgets need to come down the schedules need to be expanded and right. i know that's like i know that that doesn't make a lot of sense for people that are trying to make money off these games but you know eventually we're gonna hit a part where people are like okay wait yes you know and i, I don't know when it's gonna come it could be 10 years from now but i'm glad that uh cyberpunk is out and it's i'm glad it, people are loving it and that at the end of the day that's what we want from games so we want more good games we want more good games and this feels like it's good right Ta- talking about budgets and uh and the prices of games and 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 where where that's all headed uh Everyone this year, you know, you got your Phantom Liberty DLC. Boy, do you. You've got, uh, you had Tears of the Kingdom. Uh-huh. You had Starfield. Yeah. You got your Lies of P, if that's what you're interested in. Baldur's Gate 3, all this shit. 
so many great releases that yeah. people were looking forward to a fucking massive year in gaming the my most anticipated game of the year uh just came out it's called cocoon uh as of recording i haven't had a chance to play it yet because we're recording peek behind the curtain prior to the game actually releasing but yeah. but by the release of this episode the game will be out oh. so i can't talk about it yet i cannot wait to talk about it you'll hear a lot more of my thoughts and opinions on that next week okay so hang tight i know a lot of people were reaching out to me on social media actually and asking me when I'll, I would be able to give some thoughts on it. It's not going to be just yet. Uh, uh, wait till next week. And if you've played it and and this is your cue, reach out to us with some, th some thoughts because I'm going to want to spend a decent amount of time on it. I can't wait uh, 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 to see what that's all about. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair. No, I can't, I can't wait for you to play that. Uh, well, we still have some good games in the fall coming out too. There, but yeah. I mean, Spider-Man 2 is still coming. I was going to say, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, like, I this, know. this year is bonkers. It's, it's really incredible what's come out. Maybe a lot of it is just still that post-COVID kind of like pushing games yeah. forward. Uh, that that we uh, are pushing games back, I guess, that 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 were, were caused by some of the temporary closures of the game companies. Who this knows? is like higher or lower on the list for us. Pushing games forward, pushing games back. Exactly. Both work. Both work. So neither work. Wow. Just like us. <laughs> we do uh, need to get jobs. Andrew, uh, 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 let's spend a little bit of time uh, before Holston talking spook. Spooks. Oh, uh, because it is the month of spooks. We don't do well with spooks. And yet we like to put ourselves. It's like a spicy food scenario. I do. I, I very often. That's a very good comparison. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like putting yourself in danger without actually being in danger. Also, when you eat spicy food, and you're like, God, that's so that's so spicy. And you're putting more of it in your mouth. Yes. Why am I doing this? <laughs> but you just, you're drawn into it. Endorphins. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's like putting your hand on a candle. You're like, ah, 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 I did it. Okay. You do that. Mikey, uh -huh. my house is full of candles. It's like a Roman Catholic church in there. Um, I, was, I went away. I was, uh, we went out of town with my girlfriend and her family and uh, we were barbecuing and someone had a, a book of matches and just left it on the table. Bad move because I couldn't help but just light candles for the rest or, or light, light matches for the rest of the day. You just waste all the candles, the matches. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's wrong with us? What's wrong with you? Jesus. Um, uh, yeah, it's fun. Have you ever lit a match? Yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> Honestly, I could do it all day. Okay. Wow. Just late, late, set, late onset arson. Uh, yeah, but controlled arson, just like eating spicy food or watching scary movies. That's true. Yeah. So scary movies though. You know, I like, are you talking about the titular scary movie? I, yeah. On a Ferris. Chris Elliott, on a Ferris. Yeah. yeah, yeah very yeah. funny. All the weigh-ins. Um, um, more, more weigh-ins than you think. You're like, that's a lot of weigh-ins. You're like, no, no, no. That's not nearly enough weigh-ins. Wait until the second half of the movie. There's Over under two and a half weigh-ins. You're like, you're not even close yet. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many, this thing is chock. It's like trying to sell a used car. I'm like, you won't believe how many weigh-ins we can fit into this baby. Are the weigh-ins the O'Doyles of Hollywood? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so many. Ways. So many. Um, uh, no, you recommended a movie recently, uh, and I know you know it's it's this is this is movie talk. We don't spend a ton of time talking about movies, but it is a scary movie yep. that came out in perfect time. I guess actually longer ago than I would have uh, estimated. But what a great way to start your spooky movie watching because October is upon us. Uh, this movie is one that you recommended mm. that I just recently watched. Right. It is called Talk to Me. I'm Andrew. I'm doing that. Oh no, it's called Talk to Me. This is a who's on first situation. Oh, and, it's and just as funny. <laughs> okay, who's on first is very funny. It's fucking hilarious. It is so, okay. Good. No, no, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm, that is not a joke. Yeah. Who's on first to this day is still absolutely still hilarious. just yeah yeah perfect. Uh, it's an A24 movie. Almost as funny as Talk to Me. Talk to Me, a real laugh riot. A real laugh riot. I I uh, I was explained to my player once. She's like, "What is it about?" I'm like, "Here's my advice to these." 
these crazy kids just shouldn't be doing seances. They shouldn't be doing seances. And, uh, uh, problem solved. It's, 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 so the basic premise of the movie, yep. it, it centers around uh, uh, a community of, of kids, kind of a, a yeah. tight knit kind of ne'er do wells or something doing what all teenagers do. Uh, except instead of going and trying out the newest street drug of some sort, mm. they have come across a hand, which is apparently the severed hand of an old medium that could contact spirits. And they found a way to contact spirits themselves. Yes. Now there are all these rules around how, they're allowed to do so without endangering permanent uh, entrance of spirits into their body. Yeah. Uh, as you might assume by mo a movie like this, things go wrong. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. You know, I will say too, the reason they do that is over social media, which I think is actually one of the better handlings of, I'd watch it. Like there's so often you see um, a trend or a, or a song or something like that. And you're like, it's the biggest song. You're like, yes. I don't buy this. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is one of the ones where I was like, oh, I could totally see mm -hmm. us doing this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Where they're filming themselves doing these seances, doing these like summonings. And then it one, it's kind of like flatliners in a way. Yes, where, yes. Where you know you shouldn't be doing it, and but it's so much fun. And then one time it goes way too far. Yes. That's kind of like what the premise of the movie is. The, the, the real life comparison would be like, we've all heard of the Bloody Mary thing. Mm -hmm. Like spin around three times and say Bloody Mary in a dark room, uh, in, in a bathroom and she'll show up in the mirror or something like that. And if there were Snapchats that showed it actually happening, yes. like, there's no way. So you get together with a group of friends and you do it and it actually works. Yeah. Like that's kind of what this is. We just dumped buckets of ice water on it because we said it, <laughs> I drew awareness to ALS. I don't know how, it but we actually, did it. Did you know they actually found significant treatments because of all the money that was raised as a result of the ALS challenge? I just, who was donating money? Like who was dumping a bucket of ice did, and then going like, here's a link. Did you not? I did. No, I didn't. Yeah, no. Oh, you didn't do it the right way? No, no, I, I was supporting ALS. Oh, by uh, giving money to the <laughs> other side. <laughs> you were stealing money from ALS. I was giving it to Lou Gehrig's severed hand. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, and I'm like, all right, Lou, here's another fiver. He's oh, like, all right, man. the Iron Horse, everybody. You you recommended this movie, Andrew, <laughs> and uh, I always lo I love a good horror movie. Uh, we talk about all the time some of the best of, of recent memory. The Babadook kind of kicked off this new wave of of, of yeah. horror that's less pop out scared, less like the paranormal activity, and more just the stuff that's gonna stick with you. It follows is a great one. It follows is fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. I still think about it follows all the time because it's it, and this one it's just uh, a sexually transmitted curse yes. where whatever whoever you pass it along to that that demon that thing that could be in anybody is just going to chase them until yes. they get them yeah it is such a good low budget movie and you know i was we, mikey and i were talking just before the podcast too it's like all these movies getting like two and a half hours long horror still remains a very good draw because it's like 80 minutes yes. and you're like fantastic it's great it's yeah. great uh uh another uh smile i thought last year was, smile was really good. good smile was a good smile one so good. You've, you've had these these uh uh i think the lodge actually was one that came out that was like one of the creepier ones that i've seen hereditary another really good one uh, yeah hereditary yeah like a lot of robert, the witch yes. robert Eggers stuff is good uh this is i think continuing that tradition and i legitimately think that uh it's one of the best horror movies I've seen in, in years. Oh, wow. I, I really liked it. It yeah. was very scary. Yeah. And not a single pop-out scare that I can remember, mm. uh, which which is great because I hate pop-out scares. I like when things are creepy to the point where I'm thinking about them when I'm going to bed. That's 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 spice in food for me. Ah. Is that like, like I know there's nothing wrong, but I'm really scared. I was watching it with my, my, my player one and she 
it, it really got under her skin, like really got under her skin to the point where she's like, I don't know if I can watch horror movies anymore because she couldn't think about anything else before she was going to bed. And because it was under her skin so much, it got more under my skin and I was creeped out and like, you know, we're, we're a week removed from it now. And, and we were talking about it. It's like, what a great movie. But there mm. was a time where it was like, this has damaged us. And like, <laughs> what a cool feeling in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess we didn't even mention Jordan Peele movies too. Yeah. Like there's been oh, a real true. rise and yeah. you know, like, you know, A24 has done a really good job with this. And this is an A24 movie. You know, who could forget Megan? Uh, Megan was great. <laughs> yeah. Megan's great. It's just camp. Wonderful nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And I, I think we're seeing a good trend going upwards a little bit. There, there was one that came out recently. No one can save you on Hulu in the States on Disney plus in, uh, in Canada. Uh, and it's just like another one, just like there is, uh, I think three lines of dialogue, except it doesn't beat you over the head with like, Oh, shh, we're not talking. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no reason for them to speak. So therefore there isn't like sure. talking in them and it's, it's really good. And it's about aliens, Ooh. which is, you know what? It's not gonna be for everyone. I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Um, but because it does get a little weird near the uh -huh. end and that's what most horror movies do. They have to explain a lot. Yeah. And you always go, eh, I'm in or I'm not in. Sometimes they show a bit too much. Yeah, for sure. This one is weird enough that I really liked it. Uh, so I can recommend that one too. That's really good. But talk to me. I, I would do that first because it's it's just like straight up good. It's just yeah. straight up like a, kind of a good movie. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Do you have any traditions, gaming, movies, anyway, otherwise, like leading into October, like to get yeah. into the scary, scary season. So my player one and I, I think we talked about this years ago and stuff like that. We always on our on our off nights, we'll we'll watch either uh, an old classic movie and then a new oh, nice. horror movie. Nice. So we'll do uh, old classic horror, new horror, and so like it might be like uh, the monster from the, the the from the lagoon, Black Lagoon, uh, like that kind of style, Nosferatu, yeah. yep. like really good ones, or we go into like the eighties camp. Uh, slasher, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and that's and that's really good. And I, I will say, you know, horror used to be like a, a thought, like a beaten down category for sure. so long. But man, last twenty years, there's been really good movies. There's... We didn't even talk about the, the Ari Aster stuff too. Like you're talking about Hereditary, but oh, like yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about uh, Midsommar, Midsommar and uh, you know all this kind of stuff, which is so cool and interesting. And there's, there, I just think that in general, in, in in culture, I was gonna say pop culture, but it's just culture in general. There, there is this new appreciation or uh, uh, renewed appreciation for horror video games as well. Like Alan Wake Two coming out mm -hmm. soon is is something that I just keep forgetting is happening. And uh, I, the the more I hear about previews, the more I hear people who have had hands on. People are saying it's like really good, like weird cool. in that kind of, you know, we talked about, I think when we were talking about our most anticipated games of the upcoming year, yeah. we were talking about uh, 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 Alan Wake 2 and yeah. whether it was going to be as as camp or as 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 strange as like a Twin Peaks or if it was kind of devoid of that because the yeah. trailer that came out didn't seem like it was very Twin Peaksy like the first Alan Wake was this one kind of seems like it, it it even though the trailers may not show that people are saying it's still in there it's in the DNA so I, I said I, I probably wasn't going to play it, but like I might. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very much considering it. I, you know, like I think I think horror that carries across the video games too, because it feels like Resident Evil is just as relevant yeah. as it's ever been with all the remakes and then the new stuff and, you know, wanting big vampire lays to step on you and stuff like that. Like I've always wanted that. A hundred percent unrelated to that. It is one of those things that I knew I wanted. I just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't at the service yet. And then Lady uh, Ladrescu, Drescu? Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu yeah. shows up and I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's come to the surface it's now. It's awoken something in yeah. me. Yeah, I want to get like stepped on. vampires. <laughs> no, I want to be held like a baby by a large woman. Please don't step on me, big vampires. Wink. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's a game that I thought I was going to play was was Resident Evil Village uh, that I just never really, never really gave, gave a full shot to. We played the demo. We did. 
on a retrograve years ago. Yeah, was it maybe two years ago? Or is February? So one of them. One of those. We used to do two of these months. <laughs> yeah, which was just legitimately too much for us to handle. It was handle. bad for our heart health. It was bad for our heart health, and uh, and uh, but great for our viewers' enjoyment. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, why we that's, did it. Uh, but our, our listenership spikes during October. It, it legitimately <laughs> does. The, the 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 problem I found with Village was yeah. the first person ruined me. Yeah, like it was too way too scary. Yeah. You know, I played through the Resident Evil Four remake. There's a lot of new kind of like scary areas that I didn't remember from the original. It had been so long since I played the original RE Four, so I forgot about a lot of it. But it's still nowhere near as scary as playing in that first person oh, perspective. Yeah. It's scary as fuck. I don't like it. Um, I don't uh, like it. I don't like it. But speaking of perspective and perspective changes, hey, this week we're talking about the game Holston, as Holston. we as we mentioned. Holston is a uh, develop uh, developed and self published by Sonka. Sonka is a company based in uh, Poland, I believe, Warsaw. Um, Sonka. I looked up their history. They haven't done too much. They developed Astro Bears and VSR Void Space Racing on the Switch. Astro Bear sounds fun. Astro Bear is probably great. Probably sounds yeah. Is it's, it like the first bear we sent to space? Like 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 a like a like a like a the bear like like a like a but a bear like a but a bear hey but a bear what what happened there are you okay like 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 a bear like a bear on a but a bing I want to I think it's pretty self explanatory yeah I guess so like a but a bear and then but a bear sounds like but a bing right the strip club from the Sopranos but a bear wait what's it actually the but a bing oh I thought you meant but a bear oh that'd be good but a bear would be where Tony Soprano was a stripper yeah. <laughs> build a bear, butt a bear. It'll be good. Yeah. Rebuild a, a juicy, luscious ass with a teddy, a teddy bear's juicy, luscious ass. Filled with Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Gabagool. Uh, uh, they they also did some publishing. They they've been involved in some other company or some some other games that came out, but nothing really of note. So it's very interesting to see them take such a big swing in a game that's getting this highly anticipated. At one point after the launch of the demo, it ranked among the top two hundred most anticipated games on steam worldwide so wow. it's got a lot of eyes on it uh it seems like sanka is very uh uh proud of it 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 got me curious enough to know that this was going to be worth playing the demo and trying you know we love nothing more than a game that pays homage to that retro style yeah. retro aesthetic yeah, but yeah, just kind yeah. of brings it into the modern era so prior to us starting because as we mentioned we've already played uh uh this game did you have any expectations or anything you were expecting like just based on screenshots of the game or, or what we talked about it being yeah like i obviously it's got a very interesting art style yeah. so i was kind of interested to see how the character would engage with the environment because yeah. that can be a very hit or miss sometimes it's floaty sometimes it's flat for that reason uh I didn't find it either of those to be true yes. we can kind of talk about that and then the other one was the engagement from like the world searching to the combat yeah. i found like the, okay what's the difference going to be and then the last one is how could a game that looks like this yeah. with the text on the bottom and the search function and the, be scary right how how because that's not we're not trained to think that games like that are going to be scary or we've moved past it because Fair there enough. was a time when you know we we reached out on on twitter to ask for some recommendations of mm -hmm. games to play and there were some recommendations from this actual era of game gaming like the early 90s or so or, or late 80s the the 2d kind of like point and click adventures i have no mouth yet i must scream uh clock tower i think was one of them uh there were there were a few of them where it was just kind of like there's there's no there's no way now yeah. that would scare me but back in the day you're like so engrossed in it uh, well who could forget the scariest movie of all the train coming out the screen i andrew i thought i got over it i talk about loving horror movies i'm gonna be in bed yeah just like 
<laughs> Where's it coming? Oh. Like, the, like the fugitive, the train peaks. <laughs> the peaks outside. Yeah. 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 Uh, you mean uh, wrongfully accused. Wrongfully accused. Making fun of you. Yeah, the Leslie Nielsen movie. Uh, yeah. Just, But yeah, you see a light in the distance in your wall and you're like, what the hell? It's just what? a tunnel the whole time that's coming out of you? That's, that's another game that uh, I don't think it fully released yet, but uh, uh, Choo Choo Charles. Oh, Did yeah. you see the yes, videos of that I one did. going around? Where it's very scary. It looks incredibly scary. Yeah. Where there's like a rogue uh, 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 train, train that's yeah. trying to kick the shit out of you. It looks like a made-up game that they're like, should we really do this? Yeah. Kind of like Slender Man or something and They like really that. did it. We yeah. should look it up. If that game actually did get released, A, we should play it. B, I'm worried because I didn't hear anything about it post-release. 100%. Yeah. That's like every time they tried to make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which they're really doing now, but yes. it's like, oh, does it suck? Oh, that's too bad. It's like Thomas the Tank Engine though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think it's like a perverted version of that. Like like Poppy's mm -hmm. Playtime meets, or Poppy Playtime meets uh, 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 Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, and I will say, like we've been doing Retrograde for years, go back and watch some of the old Retrograde stuff. Uh, Poppy's Playtime is one of the most legitimately hilarious videos because for five seconds, Mikey and I are all out of our chairs. <laughs> We jump out of, we're like, oh, like just fantastic. I think the two best we've had would be, or the, at least having okay. fun filming and editing is Five Nights at Freddy's VR and- Mortuary and Assistant. Mortuary Assistant as well. Yeah, last year we had some fucking bangers. We had like, some good we ones really last knocked year. it out of the park. Bald no, ghoul. Bald ghoul, <laughs> the bald ghoul himself. Not to say, you know, th this is the I thing. should dress as the bald ghoul for Halloween. That just- uh, like merch on like outside just, windows. I just, cabinets. wouldn't I be fun at a party? And they're just like, Alex, uh, <laughs> But player one would be like, your your husband is uh, up on a filing cabinet. I'm like, hey, and they're like, does he want to come down? Do you want to talk to him? I'd love to meet him. I'm like, no, he's in character right now. There's Elf on a shelf. And then there's Andy on a cabinet. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew on a caribou. Like it's like a stuffed caribou. That oh, they so you're bringing there. a caribou with you to this party? Well, I don't know. But if they got one, I'll come. <laughs> it's part of the RSVP. <laughs> Uh, any caribous or high perches in which my husband can stand on? Uh, uh, that That's not to say that we're not picking great games for this month, but this one is was not as scary. And and, and as you mentioned, because mm -hmm. you, you just talked about that, you're like, I have trouble seeing how they're going to make this game scary. It's mm -hmm. isometric. Yep. It's, it's purposely retro. Do you think, <sighs> before we get too yeah. into our thoughts on it, that they succeeded in making it scary? No, not in the traditional, uh, like the games we've just listed. Yeah. No, I don't think there is that startling moment. You're like, oh God, there is a certain amount of dread built in. Built in. Dread is the exact word I was going to use. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because the amount of zombies and you do get that zombie feeling where you're like struggling to reload and yes. you're backing into something you yes. didn't see. That part is all there. So yes, there is a little bit of frantic dread, but I don't think it's like, Oh my fucking God. I can't believe how scared for I am. sure. There's a, there's kind of a clumsiness in controlling mm. the character, not because the controls are bad, no. but because inherently in a perspective switch, you have to be thinking about if I pull my gun out right now, which way am I going to be facing? Where am I going to be aiming? Yes. Where is the zombie going to be at this point? If it moves out of my perspective, I'm screwed. There's a lot of that clumsiness that comes and feels more natural than it feels to go back and play like a Resident Evil 2, where the controls were so purposely clumsy that that's what caused the dread, where it's like tank yeah. controls. Like, I want to go back. It's like, well, then turn your whole body around and press right. forward. Like, what I, the fuck are you talking about? I also will say they create moments of yeah. tension. There's moments where you have to unlock a door. That's great. And you're kind of looking back on like, do I have enough time to do this? Yes. And then they start noticing you unlock the door and it's a matter of time. Uh, those moments work for me pretty well. And it, it also is a matter of strategy. You know, it's like the pause menu in GoldenEye, for example. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know that there is a certain amount of time it's going to take to open this gate. You know that when you press pause in GoldenEye, there's a certain amount of time where you are vulnerable and you can get shot. 
once you know that, mm-hmm. you just have to apply that knowledge to any time you want to open a gate. So we would get to the point where it's the end of a level and or, or the end of a segment in a level and you have to unlock a gate. And there's a couple zombies kind of straggling around. We're like, I know that as soon as I try to unlock this, this guy's going to see me and walk. So I have to rethink my strategy, step back, reorient wherever the zombies are, kind of draw them to one area and then come back and try to unlock it. So it's just a matter of strategy that affects the gameplay as opposed to feeling unfair, which I like. Yeah, no, I I, I would agree with you, you know. Um, so let's go to uh, to just kind of give a little bit of a baseline for yeah. this. The Steam description uh, of this game, uh, a psychological survival horror game set in an eerie, isolated 90s Polish town consumed by an ominous presence. You've come looking for answers, but everyone seems possessed by something foul. Explore the festering town, interrogate local, interrogate locals. Oh, Jesus. Interrogate we didn't get locals. to that part. <laughs> Pull it, go Jack Bauer on their ass, <laughs> interrogate locals and fight ungodly manifestations to get the truth. Um, the one element in this demo that we didn't play as much, uh, which which is more uh, prevalent in the first demo that released, is the exploration and kind of the, the world building and story building akin to that of a Resident Evil where you're picking up notes or like a Silent Hill or something like that, trying to piece together what's going on in this town. Less of that in this demo, which was a bit more straightforward, like here's movement, here's dodging, here's kicking, here's shooting, um, and unlocking doors and, and just kind of teaching you more movement and like uh, mechanics, uh, uh, right. which, which was kind of more the, more the purpose of this. Um, with that said, Andrew, um, um, the 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 way that this played out specifically, like we we start off and we can kind of get into the 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 nitty gritty of the sure. demo now. It starts off pretty basic. Um, you're talking to this guy who's essentially set up a museum. Yes. Uh, under this tunnel. And it's very clear that it's like the developers talking to you through one of their characters in a very mm-hmm. self-aware like, hey, I'm going to show you the mechanics, quote unquote, of living in this world. It's it's him telling you that he's going to demo the game to you, which is, yeah. is kind of funny. I always appreciate that kind of like yeah. wink to the camera, that self-awareness. Um, when we first started playing, we really struggled with a lot. A lot. In this game. A lot. Uh, moving in yeah. general. Yeah, okay, so the first little bit, though, before you even see a zombie, yeah, it's just explore, exploration. You're going room to room. Oh, do you have a key? Does the key open this door? Yes. Oh, okay, there's a little bit of that. Now, I wouldn't say any of that was super challenging because no. it's just trying to get you the feel for the game at this point, right? right? And you're like, yeah, I think when we started getting challenged was with the introduction of the camera change and shooting guns in general. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe even before that, actually. A little bit before, like, little things where... You know, we're not used to an isometric game where you have control over which perspective or which direction the camera's facing. Like, you can swivel the camera all around your your player. And sometimes that reveals doors that you couldn't see because you're not looking directly at one of the walls or you'll see something on the wall that you wouldn't have seen otherwise if you're looking at it from one angle versus another. But every time we went to go change the perspective, there was this learning period of like wanting to look just a little bit to the right and mm-hmm. instead swiveling all, all the, the way, way back around. around. Yeah. Which is just like, those are growing pains. And honestly, one of the reasons why I think having a demo really helps. Uh, it's nice to kind of familiarize yourself with the game. A, to learn whether or not these controls and the perspective works for you. And B, when the game does come out, if you do end up getting it, you're that's all done. You've done the hard work. Now you can just like get into the game yeah. proper as, as it goes. Um, but you're right. Once they started to introduce shooting, that's when things kind of got like I was I was in on this. I was in on the game completely until the shooting period. And then I was like, I fucking don't know about this. Uh, it was hard as hell when yeah. we first started. Yeah. Yeah. The shooting did not feel the way I thought it would. The bullets felt 
they felt inconsequential in the way that sometimes mm. they do in like a Resident Evil 4 or something like that. And I think maybe an element of that is like some of the pixel art, like the animations of a zombie getting shot aren't, it's not It's not quite Doom where they explode and it's not quite Resident Evil where they stop and like grab their leg right. every so often. It's a little bit less tactile than that. Yes, but the animation itself is very Doom and Wolfenstein. Yes. It's very yeah. flat. So when you cut to, when you're, when you're watching on the kind of uh, God's view here a little bit, you're like, oh, the character's kind of rounded, even even though it's, it's pixely, when you cut to the, the over the shoulder, it's like a flat character yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah, to hit yeah. it. And you're right. It, it Since they move in a pixelated form, your bullet can just get missed because they've stepped and you're like, oh, okay. It felt way, like I was using mouse. I'm very good with mouse and keyboard after playing. Okay, I right, mean, like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not, sorry. I shouldn't say very good. Fucking brilliant with mouse wow. and keyboard. Um, I, I just, I'm just fucking, I never miss. I never have. Mm -hmm. Never will. Never will. Uh, uh, like Hawkeye. I am like Hawkeye. Play golf or bullseye. Played 18, shot 18. Did, is there a line that Hawkeye has something like that? Yeah, it's a ridiculous line. It's one of those ones where you're like, wow, they didn't really care about this character at all. <laughs> like it's in the early parts before the show and before like whatever, he has a family and stuff like that. And they're like, eh, I don't know. He was playing with uh, with Kim Jong. Was it Il or Un who shot Un, 18? Un, yeah. Un. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good question. Was it his father? I don't know. But yeah, and he shot like uh, 27 or something like no, that. No, it was 18. He, he got a hole in one in every he shot. Well, he is perfect. Yeah, dear leader. Um, uh, the uh, uh, what were you gonna say? Oh yeah, no, just, you're perfect. I I am perfect. Uh, but it's it's amazing getting that shift of perspective from isometric to to over the shoulder. Man, I was whiffing on a lot of shots, and it was it was the change in perspective. But it was as you're saying, just the flat kind of textures yeah. moving at angles that I'm not really predicting. It's it's almost like. It, it's it's tough. It, it's like if in Wolfenstein the enemies had one more um, uh, uh, angle that they could move okay. at, kind of not like, front or sideways. No, yeah, not front sideways. They had like diagonals, but then like one more. And it's this kind of reading the the directions they're going to yeah. come at you or yeah. try to get around you was really hard to predict. Did yeah? I will say the other thing that was really bad, not really bad, but I think was not con uh, consistent with the game is that there was a lot of like, it's a demo and yeah. it's a whole hand holding. So they're yes. like, have you thought about doing this? And you're like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about this. Even to the point that there was posters on the wall going like, try crouching, sure. you know, like, or whatever. So it's very obvious, right? And then they just release you into a pen yeah. of zombies. And then all of a sudden a zombie turns into like a spiked monster. And you're like, I feel like this should have come up. It, like, I feel, Which takes up like half the screen yeah. and damages you no matter what. Because you're, you're staring at them down the barrel of a gun. And you're like, okay, they all look kind of the same. Yeah. And then they all have different powers. And it feels like, well, did we miss the step where you go, okay, now we're going to release you into the cage with the special power. Sure, one. sure. You're like, it just feels like that. And so- it's okay. I, I don't. I, we've talked about how games should be less handholding. Yeah, but there was definitely a learning curve. There was definitely a learning curve, and I think a learning curve that could have could have fared well to do something that was a little bit more like not even just teaching, but right. in showing. You know what was it about some of these zombies that could stomp on the ground and create a shockwave, or shoot pink balls up in the air that land and explode, or turn into spikes? Like right, pink in, balls. It, pink balls. Yeah. D don't sh don't throw pink balls. At don't me. throw pink balls. It's so, it's it's like the one rule I have yeah. going into a game. Yeah. Don't throw big pink balls at me. I like pink berry. They kind of look like pink berries. They did. But it wasn't not delicious. delicious. <laughs> not delicious. Burning. I would poison. not wait in line for this. No, I would absolutely not. Definitely not going to hear about these pink balls on Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> they had oh yeah, did they do their pink berry? Yeah. yeah. Um, 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 but like when I play a game like Dark Souls, mm -hmm. I see an enemy and there's something about that enemy where I'm like, this guy's got something special. 
I'm going to avoid it. I know that there's like something else that it can do. It seemed like in Holston, it was a little bit random and mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't. Maybe there's something we were missing, yeah, maybe. but it definitely felt like being thrown to the wolves. That said, once I struggled with it a lot, I was banging my head against the wall. You took over and you got us through that first bit with, yeah. with the, with the gunplay. Uh, and when I saw that kind of slower pace strategy of like, okay, you know what? How many bullets do I have? You're like, I have eight. And then we're thinking it's like two headshots, a couple of kicks. Yeah. Two headshots. And that, that, so, so there's some dismember in it, dismemberment here. It's, it's harder to kill the yeah. zombies, but two headshots typically remove their head, which means they can still attack, but they can't see you or track you. You can shoot them in the legs, which means they have to crawl towards you. Yeah. And it's all about slowing them down and incapacitating them enough that you can make it through this area and get past the locked door without them attacking you. Yeah. And you're like, I have eight bullets. Okay. And I could see you doing the math. You're like two headshots yeah. on two zombies. And then like an incapacitation and 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 I'm good. And then once I kind of got that, mm -hmm. most like the math of it, yeah, the puzzle element, I was like, oh, I get this. And then the game clicked for me and I was yeah. back to actually really liking it. Did yeah. you did you find yourself back on the other side? No, I, I quite liked it. Once it kind of clicked, I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. There every stage in between these pens is a long tunnel. You go through a metal gate, then there's some zombies, and then a metal gate allows, closes it sometimes and so you have a little break period and yeah. then you kind of do it again and you continuously go i got a few stages in and i was like okay yes. i get this and then i stopped i i died and then you did you picked up where i left off and you did a couple uh -huh. of stages and it was like okay you know i i like that each of them was different there was different goals sometimes you had to find uh, a picture we had to find sure. a picture of the pope yeah uh <laughs> yep and uh and then other ones, it was like to find different guns, find yeah. different bullets, to yep. combine things. There's a crafting element to it, which I thought was interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's it is an interesting game because there's also some stealth elements to it too, making sure. noise. It's kind of like low rent last uh, left uh, Last of Us. Yeah, it is um, actually like yeah. especially in those like underground with the clickers and mm -hmm. yeah, 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 and yeah. the crafting element, and the sourcing, and the yeah. all that kind of stuff. So you know, I did no, I, I I liked it. I thought it was fun. The challenge was very much there. Yeah, uh, especially for a demo, I was like, this is kind of hard. And I kind of liked it for that. Good because I wouldn't want it to be so handholdy that it's easy and then you get the game and it kicks you in the teeth. Exactly. Now you know that they may throw yes. you into it a little bit. And I'm like, okay, that's what I'm expecting. I'm okay with it. You mentioned briefly finding a picture of the Pope. Yes. And that probably sounds weird to people who haven't seen or played the demo. But that is one of the the for some reason objectives of the demo. You have to find a picture of the Pope and give it to this guy who's curated this weird demo for you within the game who also might be a zombie who also is kind of zombie-ish yeah. yeah um and it's 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 aware of how silly it is almost as though it's paying homage to the we need to find the serpent's head with the red rubies as a key to open this drawbridge in resident evil that would like, have been nor more normal you know yes, what i mean like exactly, yeah yeah exactly yeah. and it's it's like why not just a picture of the pope let's do it and yeah. and and your character complains and he's like stop whining just do it otherwise i'm not letting you go through sorry that's the way this game works it's funny it's that's, good yeah yeah so if the game itself also has this weird paying homage to the spookiness and and the and and the the grit of like a Resident Evil and Silent Hill while keeping some camp while incorporating some modern mechanics of like the over the shoulder and some some uh, uh, crafting elements that that we got in in something like The Last of Us, it you know big shoes to fill based on the the uh, influence that this game is drawing mm -hmm. from, but it felt like they they kind of nailed it, uh, and 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 I don't know whether that's just me being excited that it worked yeah like just like please yeah. let this work because it's a very cool premise 
but I feel like I could spend a lot of time in that world. Oh no, I, I quite like this game. Yeah, I really did. So do you want to, are we going to apply a rating to it? Or I think we are. So what we did last year, which, which, uh, which worked pretty well. I think people liked it. Uh, we gave the game two ratings, mm -hmm. uh, out of four bits, okay. not, not a retro and current score. Like we usually do with our games. We gave the first score out of four bits was the spooky score. Uh, was how scary is this game out of four bits? And then the next is the score out of four bits based on how good the game is. Uh, now, scary, I think, has to be kind of up for interpretation here. Yeah. Um, but I'll let you do your own interpretation of it and start us off with your spooky score out of four bits. Out of four bits, spooky score. So I like this game, but it's not the spookiest. Yeah. It's not incredibly spooky. Yeah. But there are moments of of panic. Yes. So I'm going to give it a very right down the middle, two out of four. Yeah. Because it's not scary, but it's not without moments of a little bit of panic. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, thinking back to what scared me about the early Resident Evil games and Silent mm -hmm. Hill games back when I played them was the the panic that would set in and then it's like you're it's like you've never seen a controller before it's like nothing is working and you're like fucking what what do i do and that is scary and that's a different kind of scary than poppy playtime where it pops out at you and it's spooky and a game like poppy playtime or a game like mortuary assistant last year i gave a very high scary score too yeah um but in my mind it wasn't a good scary because i don't like pop out scares mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a higher scary score. Really? But with a caveat that it is not the kind of scary that a Poppy Playtime is going to give you. No. It's the dread. It's the panic. It's the feeling of not having control of your senses. It's the feeling of what it would be like if zombies were actually coming at you. It's the feeling of like, you know, you see in movies, anyone who's within 20 feet of you, you can headshot them with yep. a pistol very easily. Whereas yep. if you gave you or me a gun or anyone a gun, they're probably going to miss nine out of 10 oh, shots. God, from yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, and, and this kind of gives you that feeling uh, with, with this, with this atmospheric dread and, and spookiness that kind of comes along with it. I'm actually going to give this one a three out of four for spookiness, really? okay. but, it, but, but I need people to understand it's a different spooky. Uh -huh. It's, it's a, it's a lack of control spooky. It's, okay. it's the spooky where you can't run in a dream as yeah. opposed to the spooky of uh, what's around that corner. Gotcha. Okay. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So that's our spooky scores. So that's going to be five out of eight yes. uh, on the spooky score. And then we're going to give our normal score out of four of yes. what we think about the game. Yes. I, I like this game. I, you know, it's, it's, it's fulfilling something that I don't think is on the market. Um, I think th they found a very specific niche, uh, both, both with the art style, the inspiration and with the, you know, scavenging and shooting and low, you know, like survivor horror yep. kind of style of game. I, I think this is really a lot of fun. Um, I could see its limitations. Yep. I could see its repetitive nature. You can already kind of see it, it seems. But at the same time, who cares if it's repetitive if it's fun? Yeah. So I'm going to give it a three out of four. Three out of four. That's, I, I like that. I, it's, it is, you're right, very tough to gauge it based on a demo because it's very clear that this is an extended tutorial. Mm -hmm. It's not just, uh, it, this is not a vertical slice of the game. It's like, we're going to show you just zombies. Then we're going to show you crouching by zombies. Mm. Then we're going to show you kicking zombies. Then we're going to show you dodging. Crouching by zombies. Crouching by zombies. It's a handbag series that they're What's making. What's in your hand? Oh, crouching by zombies. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, but I would imagine that when you intersperse the puzzle elements and the exploration elements with the odd zombie in the odd room, yeah. the game is going to take on a whole new feeling. Now, I can't give it an amazing score just based on the what if. Yeah. But what we played today was a good enough proof for me. I'm going to I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm going to give this one a three with a big asterisk, which is 
a big potential upswing yeah. for this one if yeah. they if they can if they can incorporate the more uh, slow paced elements with what we played. Absolutely. So that's gonna be a six out of eight. A nice seventy five percent there. Yeah. Uh, you know that's pretty good. You know, very good start to retrograde. Not the spookiest. Not the spookiest. Still pretty good. We're getting our feet wet. We're got absolutely yeah. wet with blood. A good oh, Andrew. I don't know if these things bleed. Right. Ooh. I think they ooze. I think they, yeah. They, they shoot ooze. pink berries at you. Or what did we say? Called pink balls. Pink balls. Yeah, pink you balls. called them pink berries. I did. You did. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm very excited for this game to come out. You know, we talked earlier about the cyberpunk dilemma mm -hmm. and the and the uh, uh, the post release fixes. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go out there and say to Sanka, take your time. Take your time. Take your Make time. Make it as good as possible. Next October, sure. I hope not. I hope I don't have to wait that hey. long. But if that's what it takes. Go for it. That's what it takes. And there's a good chance there's going to be a significant delay because this game was made, I'm pretty sure, developed using Unity, the Unity engine. Oh, okay. Unity is now embroiled in all this controversy because they're imposing a bunch of new, uh, we, we talked about this in the last episode, mm -hmm. but a bunch of new uh, 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 payments for every time your game is installed onto a new machine. Uh, that's, that's financially causing a lot of problems for a lot of developers and publishers out there. So uh, we'll see if they have to port the game to a new engine somehow yeah. or change change it from the ground up i don't yeah. know but it, it's liable to see even more delays beyond that but yeah for sure go out there and play holston it was yeah. kind of fun and you know we got a whole month of this coming up guys yeah. uh i think we still have some flexibility so if there's something you really want to see us play yeah. please get at us at rich Gray, mikey at rich gandy at rich Gray pod or Retrograde podcast at gmail.com. The retrograde podcast. The retrograde podcast. At that's, that's slowly becoming the best way to get in touch with us with recommendations and things okay. like that. Uh, because uh, I think you and I are both kind of slowing down our Twitter presence in general. Yes. Uh, prefer to keep it to, to email. Twitter is, is, is hurting my brain a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. It's better than ever. Uh, yeah. Get, get us at email. That's probably the best way of doing it so yeah. that we can be playing the games that you want to see us play as we get probably more and more scared as this stupid month goes on. Andrew, there's one game that I have on our list, uh, which I, 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 I scoured mm. as many lists as I could. And this one topped a lot of them for scariest game, just flat out scariest game. Uh, and it's unfortunately there is a free demo of it. So we have like no reason we like to stick to the demos because then people can play along with us a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I don't love it. I don't love the idea of I doing it. I don't like this. I don't like that's, that's, we, we have to have at least the one that puts us in a hospital. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I understand that like, you know, like I, I walk on a stage and piss myself. Everyone laughs, but I get paid <laughs> at the end of the day and it's all good. So whatever you want to do to see us embarrass ourselves, we work for you. <laughs> I, I like the idea that you boot up the mortuary assistant and another body arrives on a slab and it's just yours or mine. It's just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's you and I together. Just holding hands, clutching our hearts. In a wonderful 69 position. <laughs> they embarrass us in death too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, we got a month of this, so I can't wait for, I can't wait to talk to you soon. We love every single one of you and hate you. We can't wait to talk to you next week. My name is Andrew Baskin and with me as always is the bat boy of Patreon, of, of podcasting, Mr. Peepop himself. Mikey Aaron. <laughs> this is the Retro Grave Podcast. Grave over. What does that mean? Grave over? Yeah means I kicked that fucking great <laughs> headstone down. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Oh no, <laughs> my keys.